save now. Shit. Hey, hold on. Dude, I'm so excited you're here. I really wish I would have came. I wish I would have came to you, or you came here, or uh, maybe both of us have air conditioned shops. That would have been nice. Um, <laughs> because I, I think it's in person, today, yeah. yeah, dude, with your Mustang in the background, if if people don't know who you are, uh, let's give them a quick rundown of the setup, maybe in the car now, as much as you want to talk about, and then. Um, I think at one point, and I pulled my sloppy mechanics uh, koozie out to keep my Miller light cold tonight. And uh, I think at one point you, you had a little sloppy setup in it, right? Just small turbo junkyard. LA. Yeah. So I bought the car from uh, a OG sloppy mechanics guy, Ronnie Forrester. And it had a, uh, just a cheap five, three, a cast wheel, 76 millimeter turbo, just a bunch of eBay stuff. And, I never had anything like that before. I, I had a GTO with twins that was super heavy and was a terrible race car. So I mean, I just thought this thing was the fastest car in the world. Yeah. Point, but it's kind of evolved a little bit. Uh, each kind of iteration, I build a motor, buy a turbo, build a motor, buy a turbo, and kind of go back and forth. And now it's kind of got to where it's a little bit more serious, but still, you know, it's a stock block deal still. So it's a it's a five three with a nice rotating assembly. Uh, it's got a set of nice cylinder heads on it, some trick flow heads, uh, and then a big turbo. It's got a precision pro mod 88. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the O3 a Mustang. I, I don't know if we clarified that. Yeah, it's, it's an 03 Cobra. It was a really nice Cobra at one point in time, but the guy that I bought it from, it was like a, a bare shell that he'd kind of put together. And then I went over the top with it here in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's funny because like, I think I've only ever known you with that car. I don't think I knew you with the GTO. And I, I think we probably met uh, at one of the Mocan events or something like that. And so that car, I think I've always known it as a Turbo LS. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I had a handful but... of cars. Uh, I just tried to race stuff. I had a, a cam only Camaro and then we put a bunch of nitrous to it and it kept breaking transmissions. It was a stick car. I had a lot of fun doing the stick thing, but. I bought the GTO kind of anticipating like, I'll buy something a little bit more streetable. And then it got a blower and then it got twin turbos and I tried to race it a lot and it was a terrible race car. Yeah. So I sold it and I bought the Mustang and uh, I've had, well, I haven't had it since I sold it once. It, it kept hurting itself. So I got fed up and said, <laughs> I'll buy a Corvette. So I bought a C6 and it stayed stock for like two days. We sprayed like a 200 something to it almost immediately. So I figured, man, if it's going to be broken all the time and sitting in my garage, I'll just buy the Mustang back. So I built a turbo Camaro in the meantime also, but yeah, I bought the Mustang back and it's been here for the last few years again. So I'll have a bunch of fun with it. Yep. And then how fast has that car been? Uh, in the quarter, I've been eight one. Uh, I'd really like to dip into the sevens. I think it's capable of it. It's just, you know, here or there, you know, sometimes it leaves real hard and doesn't mile an hour. Sometimes it just, screams out the back but leaves like a slug so just trying to get it all figured out again yeah and then you know with different changes and different setups you know i mean the, it, what's funny is like 
YouTube has probably helped us a little bit, but like, you know, cause now guys are showing their testing, you know, but mm-hmm. you got to think like, like you've got a regular job every day. You got a wife and yeah. you know, family and all, kid and all this kind of stuff. So like in a boat, you know, and so like yeah. get testing is, uh, you know, once a month, maybe. Yeah. So and I've you, been going a little bit more frequently here, just trying to get some stuff figured out. I put 28s back on the car and I put a power glide in it last year and I hadn't made really any passes with the power glide before race week. So I've gone three times since then, since race week's been over, maybe four times now, but it's just yeah. now going faster than it was on race week and there's better air <laughs> and I'm on a bigger tire. This just, you know, trying to get stuff figured out. I don't, I don't want to flip the car over backwards and it used to wheelie real bad. So just, inching up on it, taking baby steps. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of effort into getting something figured out and squared away. Yeah. And, and especially like, you know, where, where we live, you live like 20 minutes from me here in Northwest Arkansas, you know, it's an hour or two to any track or mm-hmm. you're on the street somewhere. Well then still it's, you know, probably, I don't know where you would street race, but like 30, 40 minutes. So, you know, and then mm-hmm. getting the road ready and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's difficult to, uh, to get out there and do all that. So so it's crazy. And again, I think that's what YouTube has helped with people now kind of understand you just don't build a car and walk into some eight second passes, you know? No. And like the car now, it, it seems kind of dumb. Like it'll go faster than it should be going in the quarter mile, like coasting at the eight. But the difference between like an 890 car and an 18, 820 car, it's tremendous. I mean, it's a massive amount of power in getting the car figured out. Like I, I went 890s in like 2016 within a few weeks of putting the car together. And I had no idea what I was doing. Just lucked into it and poured the boost to it and it didn't blow up. Um, nice. But to do it consistently and to go, you know, the difference between 150 and 170, it's a it's a big stretch from that point. And I'm kind of trying to get over the hump into more serious but it takes a lot of cubic dollars and a lot of effort. So kind of <laughs> yeah. battling what I want to spend my time and money on. And it's street blade work. So I'm, I'm having yeah. fun with it. Well, and how many uh, race week or drag and drive events has that car been on? Uh, I've done the two Rocky mountain race weeks. And then I did our drag and drive thing earlier mm-hmm. this year. And I think that's it for that car. I've, I've used a little turbo truck that me and Jason put together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yep. mostly Jason, but uh, I've borrowed it. And there's something to be said for a borrowed race car. <laughs> you can thrash <laughs> on it. It's great. So yep. I don't mind taking it a bit. I've had a bunch of fun using it also. But yeah, so two, uh, two Rocky Mountains, one of our deals. And then I've been a co-pilot for Rocky Mountain a couple of times also, once with Jim and uh, once with Jason. That's awesome. The uh, and then I think Stone Cipher, who's going to be on next week, it was your co-pilot for 2021 1.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm him. So next week, uh, I'm going to him, and we're probably just going to record because I don't think he has very good connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to record. But I'm coming back with a crazy ass project. I'm not even going to tell anybody about it yet because it's got to happen. But Let's just say some of the stuff that's back in the field behind this place, some of that's coming home or coming he's, here. He's got a lot of cars. He probably needs to get rid of some of them. Yeah. Well, it part of it's going to be a car. The other part is it, it's going to be interesting. So the plan is for uh, 2022 1.0 to attend in this uh, drivable vehicle that uh, that I'm picking up from him. So it should be a ton of fun and it's going to be dumb and like everything else over the top. So 
yeah that's so awesome. excited about that yeah yeah it ought to be ought to be a ton of fun all right well let's get into it dude because like uh you've got some fun stories being around the level of cars and the car you obviously have uh is a lot different than running 15 second passes in the narcs cart you know so it's uh I, i'm interested to hear your stories and like what's it like to drive an eight second car you know 1500 miles you know and like how you prep that car for that all that kind of stuff so we'll dig in what um what what is your typical because you went rowdy radio right mm-hmm. which is yep. like a um I don't know. They're not called small tires. What are they called? Tiny tires. They're <laughs> when real you run... small tires. Yeah. It's yeah. a 26, eight, five or a two thirty five. Uh, it, it's a little bitty tire. So I <laughs> yeah. think you can run a slick in it. We ran uh, the little Mickey Thompson radial. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the tire works it, it, it'll yeah. hold quite a bit of power, but there's, there's a little balancing to it. You can either hit it hard and try and pour the coals to it and do a big burnout or let it wheelie when you try and pour the coals to it 300 feet out. So, it's been fun though. I'm, I'm having some fun on them. That's awesome. So what, what's the, if people don't follow you on uh, social media, dude, when you went from this, the 26s to the 28, Oh my God. It's like that car looks completely different. It leaves it, a lot a, harder on the 28. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine. I mean, like that's a, there's a, it looks like massive amounts of traction aid by the difference in tire size and a lot of that also is just the kind of tune-up you're trying to use for race week if you smoke the tires it's a wasted pass i mean i would rather have something a little bit slow and conservative and have something to turn in but if i knock the tires off i can't recover it so on race week we're a little bit conservative but the little tire i'm usually trying to stick it and then pile the boost in and then now on the 28 i mean i'm I'm leaving on like 15 pounds ramping to 35 or so just as quick as it can get in yep red red hat scotty said it's got to be night and day between the two in two tire sizes yeah and the difference is also how much mechanical advantage and gear change it has having the taller tire so the 28 it needs a lot more also the the exact same tuna between the two the 28 is actually quite a bit slower than the 26 but it'll eat so much more power you you can kind of get after it a whole lot sooner wow that's that's interesting and that's what's crazy is like you know i i'm trying to figure that up in my head on like the slow ass cart you know or the the old truck's going to get a tire for the shootout this year so that ought to be a little fun to try and figure out but um what are some of the because do you drive on the mickey thompson on the radials we did this year uh last year we swapped back and forth uh my car is pretty low and i've got a stock location fuel cell still like a behind bars race cars deal so you Mm -hmm. can't really fit a jack into the rear end very easy so last year when we swapped wheels and tires you have to jack the car up put it on stands lower the rear end down to get the tires off put the other tires back on jack it back up and then come back to the cage and jack it up to get it off of the (laughs) jack stand so and it was a huge ordeal so i figured i'm gonna beat these tires up all week we'll just drive on them this year and it worked out all right yeah, yeah, and you guys pulled a trailer too. What do you think that trailer weighs? Thousand fifteen hundred? It's probably fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah, when it's fully loaded, we carried a lot of fuel with us. I think we brought thirty-five gallons. Uh, oh damn! You know, obviously we used it throughout the drive, but yeah, you know, th- there was a fair bit of weight in there. We we really thinned down this year versus what we did last year. Kind of what we needed to bring versus, hey, we're not, you know, we're we're not going to fit that. <laughs> There's no reason to pack that with. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it was still heavy, but I would say it, it's every bit of a thousand pounds. 
That's crazy. And that's, that's inside the, tra- I mean, the trailer probably itself probably weighs three or 400. I would think at least yeah. it's a, you know, it's a tall trailer. It, it works really well. It's all within the mm-hmm. stuff and it looks so cool, especially behind that car. I wish I had put some pictures in the, uh, whatever side stuff for this so people could, could see it, but, uh, that's what'll happen. So I, I'll figure that out as we go along here. I, uh, I know there's a way I can do it. I just, maybe a uh, destroyer 1320 will, drop me a note there and tell me how to add them pictures. <laughs> I'm not very smart with that stuff. We're learning. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So let's talk 1.0. Um, well, we went through the list of dragon drives. I'm trying to go through my notes here. Um, what was your like favorite day of 1.0? Like, did you have a day that was like, this one was, this one was the turning point right here. Yeah, my favorite day was at Nebraska. And I mean, I'm not like a huge Nebraska fan, but uh, <laughs> we figured out what was going on with the car. It, it had pushed some water the night before at Vandermeer, and we found that it had an exhaust bellows that had like blown out. So guy in an exhaust shop let me use his stuff. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have let me use his stuff, but he was cool. <laughs> let me fix my car there. Uh, had no idea what it was going to do tune-up wise. And we ended up just making a one and done. I mean, the car was way faster than it had been the day before on a little bit, you know, lamer tune-up. Yeah. And then we well, got to have you mean, snack for the rest of the day. We hung out with the 1320 guys for a while. Hung out with uh, Donovan, the guy that won the 850 class for a while. Uh, it, I mean, it was just awesome just to be able to, do one pass and finish and then we were the first like fast car to make a pass once all the prep was uh done and the sun started to go down so it was really cool that you know a lot of crowd and stuff everyone kind of gathering around so i'm a fan that's awesome yeah that track i want to again that's why i want to go 1.0 because those are tracks i've never been to you know that's yeah, as far about. as the, the tracks go i mean i think there was a little bit of uh bad taste in some people's mouths about uh nebraska because they had an issue with the timer on a handful of passes and you know it's just kind of something that happens at racetracks it was a windy day you know stuff happens but i really enjoyed it the prep was good the timing for me was great i made a good pass there and i got to hang out with a bunch of people which we've been kind of struggling to do any fun uh (laughs) up to that point vandermeer is probably the prettiest i mean i really like it there it's a really cool layout and everything but we struggled at vandermeer i mean it was hot went and well, had to and, refill nitrous bottles and then well that's what i was gonna say like here is is that where you put the nitrous on i think to help spool was it was it in band well or we put it on in the last pass at pueblo and hmm. the car just immediately would spool and, and started doing what it was supposed to or so i thought anyway i mean it picked up a tenth but then it picked up <laughs> another tenth fixing the exhaust i mean and that's like big in an eighth mile car so that's awesome uh see so eric said uh sorry i'm late Eric Engler. Yeah, uh, he said, yeah Eric, uh, did... Eric hooked me up. He, he's the one that helped me with the nitrous kit. So can't, nice. can't thank him enough. We we would have been struggling. I bet it would have knocked the thrust out of it or burned the converter up long before we made it to Nebraska without him. That's cool. Yeah, Eric's a good dude. And what's funny is I've been watching a lot of the Mac TV stuff and uh, he's in a lot of their videos. And I mean, just that's what's cool about race car folks, especially like you fast guys. It's you fast guys want other fast guys to be fast. It's not like, oh man, I'm not going to help that guy. Like you're like, hell yeah, let's turn it up. Let's yeah, that happens, was super know? cool. Like when when I had hurt the head gasket, I mean, it pushed some water. It, it overheated in like less than five minutes driving down the road. We pulled over under an overpass, and they all pulled us or pulled past us. Uh, all the Matt guys and Eric and them, and they were like, hey, you guys broke or what's up? And I was like, yeah, it's broke. I'm calling a friend. We're we're gonna you know figure out a way to get home. 
And then we passed them like three hours later, driving down the road. <laughs> And they were cheering like so loud I could hear them over my exhaust. I was like, man, that's awesome. Like my that, car, you know, I'm I'm beating them currently and they don't care. Like they were just all about it. And that's a huge yeah. part of what I like about this thing. Like, yeah, I want to win, but I want everyone else to succeed just as much. Cause I mean, the winning and racing part's cool, but just doing it, it's like a big, big part of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> Dan IT guy saying uh, he likes the studio. Yeah, you mean my master bedroom here? <laughs> yeah, I'm in my office currently. I've got my nice. Yeah, I, I've got yeah. a really well appointed in here too. I've got a forty dollar desk, two monitors, yeah. <laughs> and a bookshelf with really not much on it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Destroyer thirteen twenty for sending over some Rocky Mountain Race Week fund money. I appreciate that. And dirty Panda too. those guys, listen, we can't do what we're going to do on race week without you guys. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, we are, we are buying parts almost daily line locks. Y'all saw the list I posted on the race week page last night about stuff that's coming for the cart. So appreciate all the, uh, all the money, all the money is going, you know, obviously to race week from here on out. So dirty Panda says, uh, I actually bought the head gaskets for my build. Uh, brought the head gaskets uh, to Ice Cream Cruise just in case somebody needed them. Uh, Eric here says, he only helps Boo because you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dan, I tell you, uh, making fun of me because I'm in the bedroom. So that's funny. Uh, that's where the magic happens. That's why you got to come in here on the podcast, you know? <laughs> so, all right, let's get to moving on here. Let's see. How about, uh, we talked about favorite track. Dude. Favorite car of the week, like not yours, maybe two or three cars, because that's hard for a car guy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Dougie's Nova. Uh, I like Nova's a lot. I mean, it would be nicer if it was a 66, 67, but, you know, it, it's a third gen Nova. It's still pretty awesome. Uh, yep. It's on leaf springs. I mean, it's on a small tire. It's got a four bolt block and it flies. I mean, it's just ridiculously yeah. fast. And it's super clean. They drive it on pump gas. I mean, it's just the coolest car out there, I think, for what it is. Yeah, it, that car is wild to me. I'd love to have him on just to tell the story of that car. You know, because like, I mean, that car goes sevens all the time. It's like 750s, right? Seven. I, I think 60s. it's quite a lot faster than that also. Okay. I, I'm not going to throw his business out or say how fast it's been or anything. <laughs> but I, I imagine that on a good radial prep track in, in the eighth mile, it, it would show something that would be closer to a six second quarter mile, if not into the sixes with the right gear. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fast, fast. I love it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a, such a clean car. Any others that, uh, that jump out at you? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really cool cars. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the, the oddball stuff too is really cool. Uh, when we first pulled up, uh, they had the Malaboom pitted beside us, just super cool car. I mean, just like, 64 i think 65 chevelle i've been helping a buddy put one together and you know talked about doing race week with it so to see somebody out doing one with it just hey it's out here it's doing it it was awesome yeah what's what's really neat is like especially for folks that are at you know outside of doing these events like so you know there's a lot of people done power tour it's like that but cool stuff that ends up drag racing at the end of the day it's not like how fast can i get to the next track it's like okay we're gonna pull over every hour because somebody needs fuel yeah. and then like all your buddies that are behind you because they're going 50 and you're going 60 you know they pull in behind you because they finally caught up and they need fuel i mean it's like 
take over yeah, that, towns. That's the 301 guys. I mean, they're they're long time drag and drive event guys, and they all yep. travel together and do everything together for the most part. I mean, you yep. see one person pull over, they all pull over, they get out lawn chairs, they're hanging out, you know, fixing <laughs> yeah. uh, valve train problems and somebody's stuff. It seems like more often than not. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's pretty yeah, wild. Yeah, it's just a, a group affair. Yeah, they're, they're a good group. And I've had uh, Lewis and Wendy on and Austin uh, once. And then I was going to have Mike Mike Sleeper and Hank and all those guys were getting Joel's car ready for 2.0 last year. And we were going to go live mm-hmm. from the shop. And then we just couldn't get good service. And I was so sad because, man, that's been with that big group of guys. You'll get in trouble for sure. Yeah, Sleeper raced in our class. And he had some growing pains, I think, this year. He added some turbos to his car. and yeah. I mean, it looks killer, but I mean, I, I think that's just how it goes. And sometimes you have good luck yeah. and sometimes you don't. Yep. Yeah. Well, and you know, a lot of the just anxiety, like talk about putting a car together. You know, a lot of us are always, I mean, we're adding stuff up until two days before. So you have no time to test with your new stuff. You have no time mm-hmm. to really be behind the seat for what's going to be five days. How many passes do you think you made during the week? You think uh, you averaged- during race week? Mm-hmm. I made 14 passes. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I keep like, track of all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, not, yeah. not that many passes, not, not really enough to get everything figured out. I'd made, right. uh, I think no passes on the 26s with the power glide, uh, before we left race week. Dude, you're crazy. You yeah. are crazy. I, I did one burnout for a gender reveal and that's it. Like hadn't driven it at all. And then what, what the car average all week? Uh, I don't remember, honestly. I think probably in the 560s or something like that, or 550s, we had turned in a really <laughs> bad pass the last day. We were averaging like a, a 42 or a 46 or something like that, and, and we were in first place coming into the last day, but, yeah, you know, <laughs> one of those deals. Yep. So the, the one and done pass, what, what was your pass that day? Like, how, dude, hang on, hang on, hang on. How do you pull up? no runs down this track and rip like a mid five second pass. I mean, yeah. I mean, the car's been quite a bit faster than that, but not on the 26s. And right. it, it had been leaving pretty lazy still, even with the power glide. So uh, we put the nitrous on it and decided to just spray it, you know, the entire way down instead of just getting it to build the boost with it. And it liked it a lot. I mean, it, it picked up a lot. So I knew almost immediately after I squeezed the nitrous, like, yeah, that's a good pass here. I'm not doing this again. Like, hopefully it doesn't break the thing. But, yeah, I mean, it ate it. It kept going. Little motor's been great. It's got two seasons on it now and just, you know, plugging away for a 5.3. But, yeah, I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot in it. I picked just a little bit safer tune-up than what I had tried the night before at Vandermeer that didn't work and hurt the head gasket. Um, mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, that'll go down. And within – I don't know, 0.1 seconds or so. You can kind of tell if it's going to strike the tire or not. So squeeze the nitrous and away we went. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I can't imagine. Like at some point in my life, I'll build a car that's relatively fast. Maybe not that fast, but relatively fast. And I think just because I want to learn like what that does, you know, like how you make a solid hit, how you leave the line, how you get down, how when you shift, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh jonathan says so you're a nitrous guy now no i'm Big always a nitrous guy oh <laughs> yeah. yeah i love it so so that made me think so being that you're spraying now does that tell you tell you that you could handle a bigger turbo like we're, i'm completely squirreling here but uh i mean like walk me through your your next step on that car 
I'm going to put a big motor in it. I think, mm. I, I think that's really the next step in it. Like I know a lot of people have gone fast with a GT 55 or precision pro mod and a five, three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so hard to get it to put the boost to it. So like we went and tested last week and I had a video up for a while. I'm trying to get to 36, 37 pounds of boost in about 1.2 seconds. And it just physically won't do that. I mean, I'm commanding 40 at that point to try and get it to make 30 and it's still not even close. Mm-hmm. So I really just need a little bit more uh, motivation for the turbo. Uh, turbo yeah. should be good for 1600-ish tire, I think. And I, I'd like to make that, but I can't with the 5.3 and gotcha. keep, okay. keep the smoke inside of it. So yeah. I think I'll probably do a bigger motor. I'm not sure what yet, either a 427 or a 388. Um, nice. but I, it, it should be a whole lot easier to get it to make the boost when it makes it. So that's really all I'm using the yeah. nitrous for right now is to try and get it into the meat of the boost afterwards. It, it really doesn't add much. I mean, it, it, I'm spraying it pre-turbo. So on versus off, it adds about two pounds versus what it would normally do, right. but it just gets it into it a whole lot faster. Yeah. That, and that makes sense. I mean, you're talking like a charge temp decrease uh, instantly plus like it I mean, change you know, the, not... the iit nearly as much as i thought we thought it would wow. we checked it yeah before and after the intercooler also i got a bunch of sensors on this thing yeah. and uh i mean it was like 10 12 degrees something like that i mean it really wasn't that big of a difference i mean right into the turbo yeah it's a big difference but yeah. you know it's still compressing that air making heat so yeah that's crazy um so one of the guys uh dirty panda asked if uh race week runs eighth mile and for a couple of, I think two classes that it's an eighth mile class, right? I think it's uh, so, just the rowdy radial that's doing oh, the eighth okay. mile stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. That makes sense. Um, all right. Sorry. Sorry. We completely went off track there. I apologize. Uh, any, like anybody other than your co-pilot stick out in your mind, like throughout the week that, uh, was your you know favorite person? <clears throat> yeah, Donovan Leader had the most fun out of anybody. The guy that won Limited Street 850. I mean, this dude would just show up, show out. <laughs> he just had a blast. We cruised with him a handful of times leaving the track. We hung out with him and Kyle after uh, Nebraska. I mean, he just had a freaking blast. That's uh, awesome. We had some struggles on the last day, and he went and made like another <clears throat> 850 or 851, something like that. I mean, just fast enough to secure it. I mean, there was nothing anyone can do. And he came back to the pits just screaming, like the most pumped I've ever seen somebody at a racetrack before. It was awesome. That's awesome. Now he has Capone, right? It's the fifty early fifties Chevrolet. It's the white right? Mustang. The oh gosh, what does he call it? Colombian Street Sweeper. Uh, it's the oh, white okay. SN ninety five single turbo deal. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, the car just worked. He made some videos with it pulling an American flag. Like, yeah, it might be slowing us down. It might be pushing us. Like, this thing's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool man that's cool all right uh let's see oh yeah any any gas stations or restaurants that were your your favorites during the week funny stories anything like that yeah i mean we stopped it everywhere that sold the 85 uh we stopped at a co-op uh i think they were setting some photos stuff up and some rollers and whatnot and it was coming into kansas on the last day and i think that was the coolest these people uh they own the co-op they uh they said yeah we've never seen so many cars here before they're like oh yeah that's probably good for business and they were like yeah it's a co-op we don't make any money off the fuel at all we just like seeing all the old cool cars you know we got security cameras here we've been watching them do burnouts all day and just 
something really, really cool to see, you know, the other people around it enjoy doing the same thing, you know, just in the whole scene of the Dragon Drive and car community thing. It, it was yeah. awesome seeing it as it wasn't a nuisance. They didn't get mad. They they liked it. They they wanted it. And it wasn't just because they were getting business off it. They just wanted to see yeah. cool cars and doing burnouts and stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. That that's I think that's one of the coolest things about it is like you know, the two lane back road stuff when you're, when you're just cruising with your buddies and everybody's going 50 and it's rowdy race cars all around and everybody yeah is doing what they enjoy. Uh, Jonathan Stone Cypher says, and ice cream sandwiches. Oh yeah. Yeah. They gave us ice cream sandwiches too. It was awesome. Yeah. Really, really <laughs> cool. Went inside and I really just needed some water. Like you guys want some ice cream sandwiches? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Who doesn't want ice cream sandwiches? Get out of this car. It's 200 degrees inside. It's like, yeah, we'll have some ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it was awesome. So, um, I, after race week, cause I, I'm going to keep it high level for race week, but I, I want to have you back on. Cause I want to talk about like, um, the in-depth stuff of pre and post intercooler temp sensors and all that kind of how you, you know, I, so that stuff really intrigues my brain and I want to, Cause again, at some point in my life, I'm going to build a car that will go do that. And it's just interesting to the fact of how much stuff people can track nowadays and how that affects tune-ups and safety mm -hmm. features within software and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, people <clears throat> went way faster than I'll ever hope to with carburetors and ladder bars and leaf springs and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm not reinventing the wheel by any means. My car is slow in the grand scheme of things, but it's a whole lot easier when you have a lot of information, you can say, Hey, this is doing this, this is doing that versus yep. just, and I'm sort of a caveman compared to some, but it, it just makes it a whole lot easier and a whole lot safer. Yeah. Well, and like, not that carbs and all that stuff are ladder bars or are old school, but oh, yeah, I get people, people want that stuff, but like, I, I want to see all the data, like, you know, the old truck, mm -hmm. I have one gauge inside. It's the boost gauge. That's it. I don't have a temp gauge. I don't have anything inside. I just drive that thing around and mat the pedal. I don't give a shit if it throws rods. Well, I, don't that's care. I, I used to have mechanical gauges in my car. And I, you know, tried to keep an eye on everything when I was driving it around. Yep. Now, I mean, there's just no point. My boost gauge <laughs> back then, it said 20 was it. And now, I mean, it just, it would max it out. I was like, oh, well, it's making some still. Trans temp <laughs> yep. gauge was scary. So we took it out. So I didn't have to worry about that anymore. I was like, well, the only thing I ever look at is water. I mean, if it's got low oil pressure, it's a stock bottom in 5.3. I guess I really don't care. I'll wait until we get some out of it. So yep. I put a Holly Dash in it now. I mean, it looks nicer and a little more functional, but. Yeah, well, we dataloged what was important. The rest of it, I don't want to look at most of it. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about temp because I think that was when the like you and the Matt guys, um, Stone Cipher told a story, or no, you were telling me the story about you guys are like on the side of the road, two hundred twenty mm -hmm. degrees. So let's let's recap that story because I said it on their live feed too. Um, you, you guys are under a overpass. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you tell the story. I won't tell the story. You tell the story. So yeah, we. Uh... We knew something was wrong with it. It was kind of making a little bit of a, a ticking sound after the pass at Vandermeer. So uh, we checked everything out. It looked like it had blown an exhaust manifold gasket out. So I kind of thought that was the only problem. So we went to the hotel, went to sleep, woke up the next morning, went and bought a gasket. Uh, we started to take off towards the drive and we drove back to the racetrack to start at, you know, the starting point of the route that day. And it went from, you know, cold ambient water temp to, 230 degrees in like a five minute drive. I mean, just real hot, uh -oh. real fast. It was like, well, 
the head gasket's probably hurt. So we drained the overflow tank and I mean, it, it's got oil in it. It's obviously a hurt head gasket. So we decided to just be done. Like I've got half inch head studs and the, the gaskets are drilled out. So it, it's not really something that's super easy to change on the side of the road. Yep. So we, I mean, I called a friend of mine and said, Hey, can you come pick me up here in a little while? He lives in Denver. So we were kind of just planning on sitting and then, uh, me and John sat there for a little while. It's like, I mean, it's broke. It's not getting any broker. I mean, I guess if you just want to keep running water through it over and over again, we'll figure it out. So we filled it full of fresh water and we're sitting there and the map guys drove by and they slowed way down, asked if we were broke. And I was like, yeah, we're broke. I've got a hurt head gasket. They immediately offered it. We've got head gaskets. I was like, yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to do. It's, it's not quite as simple as just popping one off and putting one on it. It's a little bit more involved with these big studs and stuff, but I mean, they were all about it. So yeah. they cruised on and we sat there for a little while, let the car cool off and decided we would just keep going. So we got to almost the first checkpoint today. And I mean, it was late, like late in the day already. Uh, I mean, we just kept going one time. It started to overheat again when we got up to the top of the hill, uh, got passed by, uh, Alex, their, uh, new car that they'd put together. Mm -hmm. So kind of just watched some cars go by, let it cool off and uh, filled it up with water again. Uh, we took the intercooler off and put it in the trailer, put a piece of pipe, uh, to unblock the radiator, try and get it as cool as we could. And yep. I mean, it cruised the rest of the day without really any issue. I mean, a lot of that was coming down the mountains. Um, mm -hmm. so a lot of it in neutral, just kind of cruising. And I think that kind of helped keep the temp out of it. But uh, yeah, we passed them on the way to the checkpoint. And I mean, they were pumped, like yelling, screaming. I mean, you could hear them over the exhaust on my car and it's loud. Uh, so yeah, just really, really good feeling to have people rooting for you knowing that like, yeah. hey, I had thrown in the towel and it would have bumped them up to second place straight away or yeah. maybe first place at that point in time. And they were just all about it. I mean, it was so yeah. cool. And what's cool about that, they were telling the same story and they were like, yeah, he, they, he, this guy was worried about 230 degrees. He's like, we've been 240 for like all day. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. That's awesome. Yeah, they're, the, they're good guys. And that's, that's really everybody on the event. I haven't met anybody that's not having a good time unless they're broke and they're just mad. They're broke. They're not mad at the world. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, that's don't awesome. get me wrong. I, I wanted to win. If it was me or yeah, I would have picked me. <laughs> But I'm glad he won still. I mean, he was apprehensive <laughs> about racing the class. I mean, he tried out the little tires and mm -hmm. was a front runner straight away on it. And it was awesome that he won. And then I did drop to third, which well, kind of hurts. But, <laughs> I mean, the Matt guys moved up to second. Everyone there was super cool. They helped me out. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I can't complain a bit. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, let's talk about food. Because, obviously, you don't get as big as I am by not eating, right? Um, you're not a big guy. You're not. You know, you know, you're not carrying as much weight as I am, which is probably good in a 200 degree car. Uh, yeah. How do you handle meals on the road? Like, are you a restaurant guy? You like fast food? You, you bring your own stuff? How do you do it? Me and John, we just kind of wing it each day. So when we stayed at a hotel that had food, we ate breakfast there at the hotel. We would try mm -hmm. and steal some uh, fruit snacks and stuff like that to bring with. <laughs> Um, the middle of the day, it's so hot. I don't think either of us really cared to eat during the middle yep. of the day. I mean, I, I would bring some snack stuff with, so beef jerky and uh, granola bars, kind of the main things. Uh, and then just lots of water pretty much it, throughout <laughs> the day. And then yeah. at night, it kind of depended on where we got to and what time it was. So like a couple times we ate some 
whatever we could get out of a one dollar a go machine in the hotel lobby. Uh, a couple times we went and had fast food. Uh, you know, a couple times we ate gas station junk food, whatever we could get. Uh, I usually eat super healthy, real structured diet. Uh, try and you know maintain the same thing I'm doing every time. So yeah, race week's just rough. Like I just eat total yeah. crap day in, day out, all all week long. But yeah, I mean I don't like too much. Just beef jerky, granola bars, uh, water, lots of water, yeah. and then whatever continental breakfast we can get. That's try and awesome. stay away from the hard boiled eggs. Can stuff that's gonna, like, <laughs> you're going to be wreck a... you the rest of the day. But yeah, yeah 150 just, just, degree car. Yeah, eat, eat some cereal. You know, eat eat as much cereal as you can get for free, and then yeah. cruise on. Yeah, milk was a bad choice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, let's talk about some of your gas station go to food. So he, he, the notes I have because like these are what I eat: fried burritos, pizza stick. You a corn nuts guy? What are you grabbing? Like if you're, if you have to eat at the gas station, like I am fairly healthy, I, I try and eat pretty healthy. Uh, yeah. so almost exclusively just granola bars and beef jerky like that. That's it. <laughs> well, I'll eat like an obscene amount, like a bag of beef jerky at a time nice. just, as fast as I can get it in me. But yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Every now and then I think I got some of the little roller grill stuff, but Oof. it just tears me up. Yeah. Dude, can't, well, can't that's so dangerous. So yeah. dangerous. <laughs> Um, I was going to say we on, um, uh, for 2.0 last year, we grabbed a, and it was the same thing. We were like two or three days in, had not eaten lunch at all, you know, for two days. And you just like, you're hungry, you know, and -hmm. the cart is probably better than like most other cars because there's so much airflow in there. Right. So it being 90 isn't really as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Hat Scotty said uh, beef jerky is like the car all go or no go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's either moving through or it's not. Um, but we grabbed this bucket of beef jerky and I think had eaten it. It was like a $25 local beef jerky dude, you know, all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. had eaten it in like three miles. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> oh my God, that was supposed to last all day. Yeah. We were just like grabbing this stuff. So. That, that's yeah, always same, the, same deal. Uh, you, you buy one of those $17 bags. You're like, oh, I'm going to splurge. I'm on race week. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll make this last. And then it's gone before you fuel up again. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's too funny. Well, uh, so are you doing 2.0? Are you bi- plans for 1.0? Are you a 1.0? Yeah, guy? I'm not doing 2.0. Uh, it kind of is hard on my schedule. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm an insurance agent, stay super, super busy throughout the summer. I try and take some time off to do race week and then weekends. I can usually get away yep. one day, sometimes two days, but doing 2.0, I just, uh, there's no way I can take time off this year. I was able to last year, kind of lucked into that, but, yep. uh, not going to happen, unfortunately. Well, I think there were a lot of people last year that were supporting Matt and June because, you know, drag week had canceled. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Matt and the, I mean, that was the first time I'd ever met him, obviously, because I'd never done any of the race weeks before. But, you know, I think a lot of people that aren't doing 2.0 this year did 2.0 last year because it was such a big help. You know, they mm-hmm. uh, they put together an event in like four days. And then now we uh, now we needed that. Oh, I think he's frozen up. Let's see. Hang on. I'm going to take you off the screen here. See if we can. There we go. You're back. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it froze. Yeah. Up. So the 2.0, I think it, it kind of attracts, uh, a little bit of a different crowd also. Like I really mm-hmm. like 1.0 because of the, uh, the scenery and the drives and whatnot. And it's not just the completing yeah. 
the drives it's completing those drives you know up and down the mountains yeah. and stuff and fighting the the terrible da and whatnot you don't really have that in, in oklahoma i mean it, it's flat and then no. there's nothing really super pretty to see in oklahoma nothing against oklahoma but it, it's yep. not nearly well, as and, pretty as colorado well and for guys like us like this is where we live you mm-hmm. know I mean, we're so like, yeah i mean we i can, can do go- 2.0 it's less than two hours from my house but yep yep yeah, I'm, I'm the same faster. way. So it doesn't spool so slow. I mean, it would make sense, but it's not really. As you're not going. You're not going that. for a. You're not going to Rocky Mountain Race Week for a trophy necessarily. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not like okay, I'm gonna, I'm doing this event because I'm gonna win this class. You know, like it's you're not trying to set it up that way. You're doing it for the experience, and I, I think that's probably another big part. Yeah, uh, for guys coming in too, like just just go to drive your car for a week i mean there's a lot of guys like now my shit's slow and i literally drive it every day if it's not raining sometimes when it's raining i'm driving the cart but there's a lot of guys that they won't make 15 passes in a year in their car you know and they take it on this event so yeah that's i think that's one of the biggest reasons to do you know these type things is to be one in the car you you built and then two just around everybody that's that's done them and and being there so yeah the first time i did it was with uh, my buddy jason he was uh john's co-pilot that kind of got him into it initially and then we did it in 19 maybe or maybe it was 18 mm-hmm. i don't remember now but the first drive day we drove up a hill past like a two chassis car followed by like a bolt-on camaro and then a car that had wheelie bars on it. It's like, man, this is the coolest shit. Like, look at this. Like, you never see this anywhere else. We were driving to Royal Gorge or something. Like, there's one way in, one way out. You can see a big, long line of cars. And it was just like, you're never going to see two 57 Chevys and 3,000 horsepower Mustangs and, you know, yeah. Novas and everything. Yeah, I mean, just you're never going to see a collection of cars like that all in one place. And to be doing what they're doing, period. Like, you might yeah. see a car cruise where you've got some cool stuff. But they're not driving out in the middle of nowhere up and down a mountain before going to race it. Right. And and that's the biggest thing. It's not a moving car show. It's like a moving, you know, race. You know, a lot of folks are, I mean, they're, they're serious, especially like the index class stuff. You know, I mean, you end up in like 11, 11, O class. Oh shit, man. Yeah. That's what Jason, you know, he's, he's raced it a few times and I helped him the first go around and then, uh, tried to a little bit the second time, um, it's so tight. I mean, we, we'd never index race before ever. Didn't know what to run. You know, the truck will okay. go 10-0s, but the tune-up we picked, it went 11-0 the first fast. We're like, all right, well, we're running 11-0 <laughs> class. And I mean, this thing went 11-0 something every single day and still lost. It's like, man, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, yeah. don't know what we're doing. Lucked into this, running 11-0s, feeling great. Yeah. We'll yeah, like an, like an 11-0-7 isn't going to get you anywhere in that class. <laughs> No, at 2.0 last year, I, I think the margin of victory between like first and 10th place or something was like less than two tenths. I mean, it was crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's an insane, insane event. So we'll, uh, we're about 43 minutes here. I don't know how long you want to go. I, I don't know if you want to tell some more stories because, dude, like the car's fast. You know, you've you've been around a ton of fast stuff. And these events are are so neat because of the entire – I don't know, personalities that come out in it, you know? Yeah, just the whole atmosphere about it's super cool. Like, I didn't really know what to expect the first one I did. thought, man, this is a little bit ridiculous. You know, I, I hadn't really street-driven my car much. I drove it to Walmart and took pictures of it, drove it to a car cruise, told everyone it was a street car, 
And then on the first day of the first time I did it, John, my co-pilot had put more miles on my car than I had in five years. Uh, and I mean, I just had a blast. I had a ton of fun doing it. So I'm just going to yep. keep doing it as long as they are. Uh, I think next year I'll probably try a little bit more serious. I don't know if I'll do the rowdy radial class again or not. Yeah. Um, I have rented out the back a couple times here lately and it feels pretty good to go real fast. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I'd like to mix it up with some of the faster stuff, but I don't know if it will really have the capability to go more than 750s, 760s. And I don't know if that'll be competitive in the classes that I'm allowed to go 750s in. So we'll see what happens next year, but kind of leaning towards putting a bigger tire on it and zinging it, but we'll see. Yep. Now you're talking about a bigger tire than like the 28105 or? Well, maybe. I, I had a 29.5 on there for a little while mm -hmm. and it fits just fine. I think a radial would work. I'm afraid that the slick will grow and tear up my brand new paint job. Mm. So I only made a handful of hits on the slick and was like, yeah, you know, it's, it drives like <laughs> a slick, which is pretty crappy. So I, I, I might imagine. put a 315 radial on it or 29.5 radial, but the 28 will run out the back right now as is. That's crazy. Uh, uh, I mean, it, uh oh, it's got a 355 gear. So I think it'll probably do high 170s there which is kind of right at the low end of what i need to do so we'll see I'm, I'm gonna... dude that's crazy like how fast do you have to go to to go 750s like mile per I have hour no idea I, I hope to find out uh i think probably mid 180s uh, i God, think that's so fast <laughs> i think you could probably do it low 180s if the car left pretty hard um I mean, I, I've been low 170s uh, with my little stock block four bolt deal, you know, not really knowing what I'm doing. So kind of getting a handle on it. I, I think with a bigger motor, get this turbo rock and roll in it, it'll be substantially easier to get some power in it early. Jeez. And what's nuts is like, I mean, you're talking about a car that's got doors and like windows go up and down. And I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's like all it, there. It's, it's all stock interior. I mean, it's got back seats, it's got factory console. I mean, it's got cup holders and stock dash and everything. It, it's all there. That's what's what I think. Like, if you moved back 20 years and you told dudes then what we would be doing with cars now, they'd think you were crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, even six or seven years ago, when I first started doing this, I put a cage in the car and was like, I'll never run an 850. I mean, there's no way this thing will run 850s. <laughs> and I did it two years later. I mean, it was just like, oh, okay, this isn't. <laughs> That difficult, I guess. So, wow. yeah, I mean, it's just crazy how much better technology has gotten and how fast things have gotten. But it also kind of sucks also. So around <laughs> here, a small tire race car now, it needs to be fast. Or you're just, I mean, you can't compete. So I'm on the outside looking in now as far as a legit small tire race car. So <sighs> do I want it to be a legit small tire race car and have it suck a little bit more on race week? Or do I want it to just be a little bit better at both? So. Kind of weighed yeah. my options there. I, like I we talked about earlier, I, I might end up buying a, a little bit more serious car and kind of keeping the Mustang mm -hmm. as is, but we'll see what happens. Kind of up in there. That's crazy, man. All right, dude. Well, I'll let you go. I'm going to try and actually sneak out to the shop for a few minutes and see if I can get uh, this blow-off valve mounted up on the uh, on the cart. So, so wish me luck. <laughs> Don't work too hard. That, that's the thing, right? 30 minutes a day? If you put yep. 30 minutes a day in it, you'll, you'll build a race car. Yep. That's exactly right. All right, dude. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I'm stay with me. I, I'm going to, I'm going to close it out and then I'll be right back. All right. Y'all listen.
Thanks to Boo for coming on. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna be on live as often as I can because we are four weeks from race week. I cannot believe it. It's insanity. So, all right, I'm leaving. Bye.